The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness, I'm excited to be here today and I hope... uh that you will be excited as well. I am Jenny, and this is Channel Mom, where we do encourage moms. We focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world, your, in, your influence. All right, today we're going to get really real. Real for moms like you, who struggle every day over what to do with your kids when it comes to their screens and media. Our guest today is a mom who discovered firsthand how damaging this stuff is. We are going to get real with Shelly Carlstrom. She's the mother to a well-known bachelor, seen on TV's Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise. And Shelly is one of those moms who uh, shared her biggest and best mothering secrets in my book, Mom, You're Amazing. So today, Shelly's going to share that secret with you, plus the surprising connection that brought Shelly into my life and into my book. That's all coming up, so stick around for the rest of Channel Mom. Are you a mom feeling overwhelmed? Let me tell you about a homeschooling mom from Montana. Tessa felt paralyzed until she discovered a drink called Happy Juice, a combination of three products, one for gut brain health, one for metabolism and mood, and a final powerhouse ingredient to increase productivity. With Happy Juice, Tessa's life went from paralysis to productive. Clinical studies report a 50% decrease in depression with Happy Juice. Learn more by texting HAPPY to 720-784-LOVE. That's 720-784-LOVE. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the Compassionate Care Team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back to every single mom out there. A few dads as well and kids and pets. Everybody is welcome here. Uh, my little mom market shout out to the moms who listen to us across the country. So grateful for you guys. Uh, tell your friends about it. We are grateful for the folks in Oregon and Oklahoma, Texas, Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, Arkansas. Now also in Springfield, Illinois, and I think maybe South Carolina and Hawaii. I have to track that down. Kansas, Colorado Springs, Idaho, and then right here in Denver. Also Montana. Don't want to forget our folks in Montana. Welcome to, to our podcast listeners. Be sure to find our podcast on Spotify, Audible, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Our podcast is growing, so please share it, subscribe to it. If this blesses you and helps you in your motherhood, and you can think of some other moms who would be Ben, you know, benefiting from this, I'd be so honored if you'd share it. A quick note about our advertisers. These are the folks that help keep us on the air. So grateful for them. You know, with Alternatives Pregnancy Center, there are government agencies that are working to kind of outlaw 
I want to be careful about how I say this, but make it um, illegal for, for some of these folks to advertise in the way that they do. So you could help them by donating to them at youhavealternatives.org. And also that happy juice that you hear about in our commercials. Uh, it's good stuff. You can text HAPPY to 720-784-LOVE. That's 720-784-LOVE. All right. I think this is going to be an impactful show. And I think it's going to kind of be very 21st century, something that moms need to be updated on, encouraged in, equipped, strengthened, all of it. So here's the deal. We're going to be doing something a little different in the days leading up to Mother's Day uh, because we're a show for mothers. So I thought, you know, I want to share some incredible stories from my book, Mom, You're Amazing. And today's story is about a mom who's had a lifelong career in education while dedicating herself to raising her two kids. But one reason she was in my book is because Shelley's family uh, took a dramatic hit because her son was exposed and exploited on the worst of our modern day screen phenomenons. Um, and man, has she got a huge lesson to share with moms today. Shelley Karlstrom is here to share her biggest and best mothering secret from my book. Welcome to Channel Mom, Shelley. Well, thank you, Jenny. Yes. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to have you. We are going to reveal, the big reveal in the middle of this interview, why you and I even came across each other's paths, but I thought I would make that a little secret uh, until the <laughs> okay. middle of the show. All right. Okay. So I'm going to read, um, you know, I, one reason I'm doing this is because I want moms to know about these stories, but part of it too is that this is a wonderful little gift for Mother's Day. Mom, you're amazing. And uh, it has stories like Shelley's in it, and I just wanted to give you a taste of what you can get from the book. The subtitle the book, by the way, is Changing the World One Life at a Time. All right. So Shelly is chapter three, and the title of her chapter is Social Media Mayhem. And here's how I introduce Shelly in that chapter. When instant fame led her only son down a path of social media hate and suicidal thoughts, this mom wasn't sure what to do. There was the week she hid him in her home. There were parental pep talks she never imagined giving to her grown child. And there were regrets, regrets that she'd ever nominated her son to be on The Bachelorette. All right. Is that fair? Is that how you were feeling? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So tell us how, yeah. how you got there, Shell. Tell, tell people how, you, you know, Blake got on The Bachelorette and what unfolded once he got there. Okay. Um, so his sister and I had nominated him for The Bachelorette because he had just gone through a pretty um, rough breakup with a girlfriend. And a couple months after we had nominated, he got a call. On to The Bachelorette he goes. Um, that is a very long process. Um, I don't, he doesn't get his phone. We don't get to talk to him. It's a, it's a long process. And when it was all said and done, at the end, um, Blake was the runner-up at the end. Oh. And had his um, heart broken once again. Yeah, um, yeah. But this time it was on national television. Right. And so I want to remind people who don't know, I think pretty much everybody knows what the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise is on TV. It's on ABC. You know, a, a bachelor gets to pick his future bachelor or his future wife and a bachelorette gets to pick, pick her future husband. So Blake was the runner up. He was the last of the two men standing and he gets rejected again. And Blake is very honest and very willing to shed tears when, when he's hurt. And 
so this mm-hmm. was the moment right after Becca, the bachelorette, decided to choose somebody other than Blake. Blake is in the jungle on this beautiful island and, and, and crying. And, and here's some of what he's saying. I can't believe this has happened. I have to do all this alone afterwards now. I do it all alone. I to go through all this alone. Yeah, he was devastated once again. I mean, he really had fallen in love and he thought she was going to pick him and he thought he was going to get to be husband and wife with her and it didn't happen. Um, so so tell me about the, 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 what unfolded after he was kind of devastated, uh, you know, after The Bachelorette ended. Yes, um, he was. He was devastated. Um, he came home and was very depressed, was very upset. Um, he had fallen in love. And a lot of people don't understand how that could possibly happen, but it does happen. And it, it crushed him. Um, and then he um, became, I want to say famous, and I say that with ear quotes, because people really felt for Blake. Blake was very, um, he's a nice guy. He was very honest throughout the show. Everybody loved Blake. Um, there were, you know, um, hashtag Team Blake yeah. everywhere. Yeah. People were very upset that he was let go. Um, people were sure he was going to be the one she picked. Oh, there was a headline. He, there was a headline mm-hmm. in USA Today that said, did Becca choose the wrong guy? I mean, there was a whole movement behind him saying that, you know, she chose the wrong guy. And, and Shelly, you and I both know because we talked about this as it was unfolding. A lot of this stuff is stupid and fake and silly and, and promoted in all the wrong ways and deceitful. But but you felt, and Blake felt, like he really might find his future wife here. You weren't just buying into all the TV stuff. You were actually looking for Blake to get married. Um, and, and he began to be sort of devastated after the fame, but, but we're going to get into that in a second. So tell me what the fame did to him. Like, he really became famous overnight. Oh, absolutely. He became famous. Um, everywhere he went, people would recognize him. Um, the DMs that he got, he, he was, he was famous. Um, he was starting to do ads um, for products. And yeah, he became famous instantly overnight. Yeah. And that was not the world he had lived in previous. Right. And so you were concerned. And, and like, don't just jump when they say jump, because this could start to get dangerous. So, so he's, he's America's sweetheart. Everybody seems to like him. They think he should have been the one chosen. But, uh, you know, I, I'm fond of saying that fame can turn sour very quickly. And, and you were trying to say, hey, maybe you just want to quit and, and quit while you're ahead. But, but Bachelor in Paradise came calling. So tell me how that unfolded. Um, so when, when Blake came back, he, you know, he came back to be just – Blake and he went back to work doing the job he had done from nine to five everything was great and then he had the opportunity via the bachelor franchise to be invited to go on bachelor in paradise which is a show where all of not all but a lot of the people from the bachelorette and bachelor world go to paradise and they are on an island a mexico island and they meet each other hoping to find their wife on this island. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and you were concerned before he left that he could begin to experience what we're going to talk about today, which is all the negatives of our modern media, the negatives of, of reality TV, the negatives of social media and, and influence and influencers. So before he even left, you were concerned about this show. I was, and I did not want him to go on this show. 
I have not seen good things come out of the show. I'm, I was a very avid watcher of all of the Bachelor productions. Did not want him to go on this show. Okay. But he wanted to do it. Okay. So, so I've worked in television, and we as producers work to scare people, um, make people fearful. We also work to rev up people's emotions. Now, I'm not endorsing this, but, but when I was in TV news, I watched that happen. So I believe that the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise is always looking for ways to find villains, to way, for ways to, to find um, you know fearful moments, just things to get people to want to tune in again. So very quickly, Blake, ironically, became the chosen villain on Bachelor in Paradise. And, and things began to go very badly after that. Tell me what happened. Um, so he, when he was on um, Bachelor in Paradise, they um, obviously need, like you said, a villain. Um, they had obviously heard, the producers had heard um, about what was going on in Blake's life before he got on the show. And they ran with that storyline. Yeah. And what that was, was that um, Blake had slept with two of the girls that were on The Bachelor before, previously, um, on the same night. And no, that actually, the, 20, in the same 24 hours, correct, right? Yeah, in the same 24 hours, exactly, in the same 24 hours. And by the way, apologies, apologies to the moms out there who might have toddlers or something wrong. Yeah. It, the, the, the show is sorted, and, and people get into trouble, and Blake confessed that he got into trouble. So anyway, yeah. they ran with that story. They ran with that storyline, and um, what what you saw on the show was a lot of editing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Blake did not do some, or he did something that he probably shouldn't have done, um, but he was very truthful about it, and that's what caused him to have problems because he had told the two girls what had happened, and they ran with that on Paradise, made him a villain, made him to look like a. Um, I don't know what you, a ladies man, if you want to call it a player, um, a player. There you go. Yeah. And he was crushed, absolutely crushed, because that is not who he is. And he stuck it out on the show, which I told him he should never have done. He should have come home, yeah. but he stuck it do, out. Do what Mama Through says. The, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I stuck it out, and when he got home, the social media world just attacked him. And I mean, it was ugly. It was very ugly Um, because that wasn't who he was. And he has never been that kind of a person where he he's always been taught to be kind and nice. Even if you don't like somebody, you still be kind to them. And that's how he was throughout both of the shows. Yeah. Even to the people that were stabbing him in the back on the beach. Yeah, and his childhood friends said they didn't even recognize how they portrayed yeah. Blake on that show. And by the way, I'm going right. to reveal this very quickly, and I'm going to read a little bit based on what you just said. Shelly and I have known each other for 23 years, 24 years, because mm-hmm. Shelly happens to work in the school district where my husband works. Um, and so my husband used to coach Blake in football. So I've known Blake forever. So when he got on The Bachelor Bachelorette, I thought, oh, my goodness, Shelly's going to have a mothering story behind this. And boy, does she. So here's what I write in the book. After everything began to fall apart. I say this. You might also argue that producers shouldn't be held responsible for any wrong behavior on Blake's part. That's fair. But beyond a few bad decisions, Blake's mom claims he had very little control. The truth is, when the house built by producers and publicists comes crashing down, there's very little the person inside that house can do about it. 
And then you said, Shelly, they destroy them. And that's part of the game. That's part of what gets people to watch is people, you know, self-destructing in front of their eyes or destructing, you know, at their direction. So I, I took a little clip of what people were saying um, out there based on what they were hearing on social media, based on what was unfolding on The Bachelor in Paradise. And, and it was crazy. People all over the place were now, instead of saying Blake was wonderful and kind and nice and America's sweetheart, this is how they were talking about him now. Everywhere I look, everyone's talking about how great Blake is, how cute Blake is, how sweet Blake is. And I'm like, if you only knew. I don't know that I think that Blake did anything wrong. I think that, um, I think the whole thing is just kind of blown out of proportion. And then there's a little bit more. They're still talking about Blake. Well, let's talk about Blake because uh, at the finale taping, you said, do just say you're sorry. What did Blake honestly do wrong up there? It wasn't a Blake forgiveness story tonight. Yeah. And, and I watched this whole series of clips, Shelly, where I, mm-hmm. I actually took the nicer ones. But this whole series of clips where they were bashing Blake, bashing Blake, bashing Blake. Well, something very yep. real was unfolding in your home when he got back from that as he was scrolling through addicted to social media and what everybody was saying about him. And he became suicidal. So tell me what all of that did. Reality TV, the social media influencers, all of the talk on social media as he was scrolling through and your son was becoming so, was becoming suicidal. Tell people what that looked like in front of you in real time. Yeah, um, when I would get a phone call um, while at work asking if I had any guns in my house and that if I did, I should probably go home because my son was to that point. Um, it was a very scary time in our house. Um, I remember sitting with Blake on our deck as he's having a panic attack because of the things people are saying about him, that he's not going to be able to face the world. He's not going to be able to go outside. He's not going to be able to go do anything. It was gut-wrenching as a mom to watch this yeah. transpire in a child who, I say a child, but he was 30 years old. Yeah. And it's affecting him like this. Yeah. And, 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 and so just t- just go for it for about a minute. What has become of this kind of fake world that we've propped up through reality TV, through social media, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, all of the stuff that's out there, even like dating apps, just all of the things that are out there that, that are kind of a false propped up world that, that are built on antagonism and, and fighting and fear and, and um, putting each other down and name calling. Like, how do you view that now that your son came to a point where he wanted to kill himself because of all this? Yeah, um, it, that, that world is um, a very scary world to be in. And to watch what social media, reality TV, all of that, I watch it all very differently in a different lens than I did five or six years ago because I've seen what it can do to people. And it's not just my son. I've seen it through other people. And yeah. it is horrible talk about that what blake wasn't alone there were other people that were talking about having ptsd from being on the bachelor or the bachelorette oh yeah absolutely they um they said it people don't watch it i personally don't watch it anymore i i can't see what they do to these people and you will see they're starting to really come out of the woodwork of how how they really get to you and they portray you as a different person than what you really are and my son says that all the time these are real people yeah. This is not an actor on TV. Yeah. These are real people that they're messing with their lives. Well, and they're creating influence and influencers by the images yeah. that they're building up behind these people, whether they're positive or negative. Sometimes people will follow the negative. And, and so they're creating this kind of false um, 
paradigm of people as influencers and and Blake became an influencer. So he did benefit from that. But there's so much toxic stuff that goes on behind the scenes that that is not good for our culture, that is not good for people. I mean, and, and I want parents to understand this. This is a crucial area of parenting in the 21st century. Influencers influencing uh, what, what goes on back and forth in social media, the way we get addicted to scrolling because he said this, she said that, and that gets addictive to follow. And, and frankly, this whole Dylan Mulvaney thing, it's all part of it. And it's very toxic and very negative and, and can drive people to suicide. So, so what oh, yeah. do you say to, to moms and dads that may not be aware of what's going behind, on behind the scenes with their kids? You've experienced it larger than life, but this is unfolding in lives, millions of lives all over the country. What, do you, what would you say about that? Um, yeah, and I, I see it all over, um, especially working in the education. It is everywhere. And these kids, they think what goes on on that screen of their telephone is actually happening. And what I don't think people understand is that can be so detrimental to people. People can sit behind a screen and say anything they want to someone, whether it be positive or negative. And that goes with the influencers. They're influencing people to buy products. Some of it's good, some of it's not good. But what I think as a parent, you need to really be careful of what your kids are seeing and doing on social media. And that is all platforms of social media, not just one. Yeah, here's one more thing you said in my book. If I was to go back, and if I did see my kids at that age on social media, uh, their heads are going to be messed up. This is what you said. What they see yep. and what they read can really mess with their life. You don't really know what your kids are on. I mean, you know, which social media uh, platforms they're on. Uh, you don't have any idea. It's so frustrating to me because kids can be so mean to other kids. And I feel the same way as my 30 year old. Now he's on this stuff all the time, seeing what people are saying. It's just ugly. I would tell a mom, if you're going to let them be on that, I would monitor it every single day. Basically, that's what you said. Yep. And so great advice. And I wanted moms to hear it from somebody who got hurt. And here's the other thing. If, if those platforms and if, if reality TV can get a hold of somebody and, and portray them the they, way they want to get more interest, more likes, more hate, whatever, just, just more interest, they will do that. And I found it so ironic because that show really in some ways um, – uh, I say is kind of like soft pornography. They they want people to sleep with each other on consecutive nights. Mm-hmm. They want right. people to bed hop. They want all that stuff to unfold. And then they condemn Blake. What did when, happen? Yeah, exactly. And I thought, you guys <laughs> did this. You guys, you, mm-hmm. and it's a kind of soft prostitution. You guys did this. And then they condemned him when it happened. And they made a story out of it. So they got a lot of interest. So, yeah. Yep. It, and, and so I exactly. feel for Blake. But I do want to have a happy ending on uh, uh, this particular topic. So I had you in the book because I thought Shelly needs to talk about the ugliness behind all of this stuff that's on our screens and what it can do to our teenagers, what it can do to our 30-year-olds, and how to, to, to remind them that so much of it is false and deceptive. And that's the place you and Blake and your daughter Tori came to, and your husband Dean. You all began to see the sinister um, dishonesty behind it all. So so tell me where you are at today. Tell me where Blake is today, where, where you are today, what, what you want to pass on to other moms yeah um we came through that it it was a rough time in our lives but now i um i look at my now what is he 34 year old and he is loving life um he's doing really well he's in a great relationship with somebody he has gone on to make a career for himself as a dj travels the country travels the world basically um he does do influencing he still does do that um but only for certain companies and products that he truly believes in. Um, and it has, it's, yeah, it's changed everything. 
um, I'm very aware of what's on my social media, of what I post or what I like, because it all can reflect back on you. Yeah. And, but, and you know, I want to say one last thing, because I want to give credit to Blake where, where credit is due. He made a decision mm-hmm. at one point after his pain that he was going to try to turn that pain into a purpose. So you got, you know, yeah. 30 seconds to talk about this. But he said, yep. I'm going to use my platform to talk about mental health because he literally went through a mental health crisis. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so- and he, um, Blake had never had any mental health growing up. Um, he was never bullied. He, he you know, small town, it, he never dealt with that. Um, yes, the bullying and the mental health that he went through after the show, um, he has. He has, he has partnered with um, Be a Good Person here in Denver, and he talks all the time about mental health. And he talks mostly because men do not talk about mental health. Oh, and so that's yeah. his real push. Women will do it, but men do not. It is, it is taboo in the men world. And he talks a lot about how there are more men with mental health problems than this country will ever know because That's they keep it quiet. So true. So if people want to follow him and, and see what he's saying about mental health and trying to encourage people, where do they find him? Um, his Instagram handle is Balake. <laughs> um, <laughs> so how do we say that? How do we spell that? Uh, uh, you, that's a good question because I, I sometimes don't even know that myself. I've tried to spell it a few times. Okay, but it it, is very... I think it's based on Key and Peele's thing it about is. the way they say Blake. Okay, so Balake, look him yeah. up. He, he Balake, will encourage you. B-A-L, yeah, yeah. B-A-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E dot H. Awesome. That's his handle. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And he talks about it all the time. Okay. Well, at least he turned it into something good. Bless you, my friend, and your whole family. Thank you so much for being Thank on Channel Mom. Thank you so Mom. much. Okay. Thank you. All right. You have a good day. You too. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So there you go. That is Shelly's mothering story as told in my book, Mom, You're Amazing. And you can get free audio of my book. I read to you. Just go to momyouramazing.com. Momyouramazing.com. You can get it there. And this is where I thank you. I know you got a lot on your plate as a mom. You're doing your best to raise your babies well with social media and all of that. God bless you for working so hard to raise your children and sacrificing and all the things you do. Yeah. So grateful you tuned in today. Hope it was a help. Have a wonderful weekend. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit ChannelMom.org and click Donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.